Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 715, Dave Cohen, our news director, just popped his head. Dave, if you're listening and you want to pop in again, come on. I know you're just within the area of my voice. Dave Cohen, if you're within the sound of my voice. Is Dave Cohen within the sound of my voice? Yes, is he in there, Tim? Tell him to come on in. It was his news. Let him break it. Because God knows if there's any time news needs to be broken around here, Dave's the one that breaks it, and I'm the one that fixes it. No, but he did come in with this, and uh, and I think it's interesting. So go ahead, Dave. You will, Dave Newen, our uh, Dave Cohen, our news director. Well, yesterday, Jazz Fest organizers started promoting a big announcement today, and a lot of speculation about what is it going to be, what is it going to be. Well, this morning, the Rolling Stones posted on the tour dates page of their website that they're playing Jazz Fest Thursday, May second. Fingers crossed. Yes, this right. is the third time in the last five years that the Stones have been scheduled to play the Jazz Fest. 2019 first time, right? He had a yeah. heart attack. Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger had, had to have heart, heart surgery. surgery. Not a heart attack. Yeah. Well, I think he did have a heart attack prior to the heart surgery. But I don't remember. Either way, he had to have heart surgery. So they canceled. And then two years later in 2021, Jazz Fest organizers were like, all right, we got the Stones coming back. And then COVID canceled the entire Jazz Fest. So now they're scheduled to perform in 2024. May of 2024, May 2nd. And, and the question Thursday. is what calamity will befall no, no, whom no, 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 to no. prevent them. You're jinxing it. You know, if you think about it, the lifestyle those guys have led. <laughs> How are they still alive? It's a man and performing and a new album. A matter and, of fact, new whatever you call it. I yeah, guess it'd be an album. Yeah, they just yeah they just did release a whole bunch of new music. And they, uh, there still is vinyl that accompanies it. So okay. it is an album. Uh, this is not a joke. I went to the Rolling Stones website. And their 2024 concert is sponsored by AARP. Oh, really? Swear to God. Wow. <laughs> you know, you think that's a joke, right? Brought to you by AARP because they're so old. But Nothing no. will anger you like getting that first AARP <laughs> invitation. I think they send them when you're 40 now or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, when you're in your 40s. I think you can technically join when you're 50. All right. So. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate uh-huh. that. Stone's coming. 2024 Jazz Fest. Sorry, Quint. Hate to... Hate to um, Upstage. Upstage, that'd be, hey, that'd be the question. And thank you, Tim, for coming in with that Stones music. Martha Kegel joins as Executive Director of Unity for Greater New Orleans. Martha, I know we got serious stuff to talk about. Are you a, uh, a Stones fan or not? Uh, no, yeah. but, but my family is. <laughs> okay. Um, Beatles fan? Yes, definitely. Because okay. I don't mean to start a fight between us or anything, but if I put that stones Beetle question out there, i got to go Stones. But let's not disagree. Um, you got serious stuff to talk about. When, and I pass homeless people occasionally when I'm walking in, and, and I, I say a prayer for them. And I'm not trying to get patted on the back. I don't want a trophy or anything, but I, I do often think there, but for the grace of God, go I. Everybody has a different story, whether you're in the workplace and it's somebody you're working on side of. You don't know what's going on in their life. You think you do, but you don't. And I think that happens a lot of times with homeless people. Does it not, Martha? Yeah, I think it it's really important to realize that, you know, if we didn't have the income that most of us have, um, we would be homeless, too. It's something that 
afflicts a large um, percentage of of our um, low-income population in the city are struggling in and out of homelessness. Um, You may not see them because they might be living in their car, they might be in a homeless shelter, but there's a, you know, a quarter of the city is below the poverty line, and they cannot afford the rents that are being charged these days that the fair market rent right now for a one-bedroom apartment is 1150 a month, wow. $1,150 a month. And there are many people in our city who are making minimum wage or slightly above minimum wage. I mean, there's a lot of people doing essential jobs making $10 an hour or less. It wasn't long ago, Martha, as you well know, that was a sizable house note if you were buying a home. Yes. Uh, it's just shocking how um, the rents have risen, and they're really out of unaffordable even to middle-class people. I don't know how young people are going to make it these days with the rents the way they are, but it's definitely something that is severely impacting uh, full-time workers who are doing essential jobs, and definitely people with disabilities and elderly people are really impacted by it. We see so many elderly people now sleeping on the street. It's just shocking. A lot of young people, I think, do it with roommates um, and uh, other things. Let me take a break, Martha, because we're running a little bit late. I, I think sometimes psychologically people take it out on the homeless when two things are at play. One of all, I think they're facing one of their biggest fears, and they don't like to see it. And the other thing is it also rings a bell of this is something, this is somebody that needs help, this is a problem that needs fixing, and that's something else for me to do, so I'd rather just criticize them. That's my own feeling. I'm no psychiatrist, but that's what I think. We'll take a break. we come back. We'll talk about what's being done to clear out the homeless encampments and where the people are going because it's, it's not like you're talking about. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Just cleaning up an area, you got to find some place for these people to live. Martha Kegel, our guest, Executive Director of Unity, 720, Traffic Now, WWL. 724 and a half, quickly back to Martha Kegel, Executive Director of Unity of Greater New Orleans. So when it comes to um, finding new places, and, and I understand the term clearing out the encampment, but finding places for the people that were living in the encampments, what does that process look like, Martha, and where does it stand? Because there are, what, four other designated encampments? Uh, there are at least four, I think. Um, I mean, there are some smaller uh, things, but four four that are, um, you know, significant size. Of course, none of these camps are as big as uh, the camps that we've closed before. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, after Katrina, we had camps that were 250 people in them. None of these camps are more than 50 people, but it's still, um, you know, a tragedy for all the people living in them. And, of course, we're also focused on people who are scattered around the city 
not in an encampment sleeping on the street. About half the people who are sleeping on the street are not in camps. So we're um, we're hopeful that uh, by the end of next year we will, you know, be at virtually no people living on the street because we have a big federal grant coming in January that's going to provide rent assistance and case management for 420 people. And then, of course, we're using a state grant right now that was awarded to the Unity Coalition um, that provided the resources to house the people in the Chapatulis camp, and we're using it uh, to house other people as well. So we look for landlords uh, that are willing to um, uh, rent to us at no more than fair market rent, and uh, we use these grants to uh pay for the rent assistance and case management services. It's not enough just to give a person an apartment. Um, usually when they've been on the street for a while, they've got significant um, problems and they need, uh, you know, they need some help uh, just getting reconnected to um, mental health services, physical health services, substance use treatment, if they've fallen into that problem and, um Basically, just to help them get back on their feet. It may be a matter of helping them get a job or a better job. There's a bunch of people on the street who are working full-time, but they just can't afford the rent, and others who need help getting disability benefits. You know, when you watch um, a sporting event, they'll during the pregame shows, whatever it is, they'll take different players, and they'll tell you about their families or a challenge they've been through or this, and and it's a nice thing to do, but a lot of times they do it because if you don't care about the game, then after you understand about the people that are involved in it, then you do care and you become vested in it. How important is it that maybe more stories of people that, that are homeless get told so that we understand that, you know what, everybody's got a story and maybe our presumptions and lumping everybody into one group, that's not really fair or accurate? I think that's absolutely true, and I think that's one regret I have from the Chapatulis coverage is that it wasn't as focused on um, the people as it could have been, um, and and especially about how their lives had changed by um, being able to move into apartments. Um, I mean, it's really an amazing thing. Over, over the years, I've seen people actually physically and mentally transform almost overnight just from having housing. I think about a a woman in her 60s who had been, you know, homeless for years, and she had severe mental health issues, and she would cuss at the outreach workers if they tried to help her. Well, somehow we managed to talk her into moving into an apartment building that had an outdoor courtyard, so she felt comfortable because she could look out her window onto this courtyard with trees, and it was kind of like being outside, except that she you know, had an apartment that she could lock the door and she had the safety of security of home. And this woman, because of her mental illness, always wore a heavy winter coat, even in the heat of the summer in New Orleans. Um, and so when she moved in, it was a hot day and she was wearing a, you know, a, a heavy coat as usual. And I stopped by and saw her a couple days later and she uh, was wearing a thin cotton sundress and she had a smile on her face and she was a totally different person um you know when you say that martha i think about that scene in the movie castaway have you seen it where tom hanks is rescued and he's in the hotel and he has to lie on the floor and not the bed because there's wow. an adjustment process and, yes and yes when you said that you know you you know somebody texted in and said um 
when do we say enough is enough? That is my tax dollars that are being spent. I'm sick of providing welfare for every person. They are not my problem. Why don't we find a way to run them out of town? That's from Ray. And I texted back to Ray, are you a Christian? Do you read the Bible? Because I know there's this part in there about Jesus says, well, and you say to, to Jesus, well, when did, when did I run you out of town? Or when, when did I tell you I'm not going to pay for it? And I think there's a, a thing there about whatever you do to the least you do unto me. Uh, Martha, you know what? Talk to Jordan, and maybe we can get some of these success stories on, and I'll spend some time talking to him. That sounds great. Yeah, right. I, we, I could bring someone back. Good. Do that, please, if you would. Thank you so much. We'll get in the, get together in the future on that. Put some faces behind the, the stories of the people. Thank you, Martha. Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for your work. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You bet, Martha Kegel, Executive Director of Unity of Greater New Orleans Plea Agreement. Three of four defendants in the Linda Fricky carjacking death. We'll talk to Dane Cialino about it when we come back. Seven thirty. Time for traffic now. WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 